0: Hello, everyone. We are back to talk about Bridgerton episode
1: three. I'm Jenna. And I'm Gisana. And this is the Lady Geeks Society podcast. And we got a lot to say for an episode that we I think we both collectively said we would rate as a seven. <laughs> yes. And it's not like it's a bad episode. It's just
0: it like the whole show is good. But, but like this isn't an episode as much that like I'm like, oh, I love this episode. You know, um, this is it's not a bad episode by any means. I mean, it's a seven. A seven is a good score, but mm. it's one of the like the whole show is good. It's an episode that's not quite as good as the rest.
1: Yeah. And I don't even so, know what it is.
0: Yeah. So fully
1: enjoyed it. Like I had moments where I was like, Nah, I don't care about this. But for the I don't know, I had I, had a, I have a weird relationship with this episode because I remember telling you. I don't know if I like this that much, but I do because there are so many great moments within the episode. There really are. So I I don't know. Let's let's get into it. I mean, it starts getting very spicy from here on out and Absolutely. things are getting kicked into motion. Um, there's a lot of hands. Yes, the hands. The quintessential hands. Hands, man. It's about the hands. Always. And there's a spoon. It is the episode where we all wanted to be a spoon. Including me, somebody who has a very irrational hatred of spoons. I forgot about that for a moment. Yeah, I don't understand your irrational hatred of spoons. I don't either, which is why (laughs) I say it's irrational. Because it makes zero sense. I just hate spoons. But not in this episode. Not in this episode. In this episode, I want it to be a spoon. I mean, what? Anyway. (laughs) I I don't know, just... Again, we're back to baby talks on metaphors, and Lady Featherington says, you're cavorting with the expected. (laughs) (laughs)
0: She's so ridiculous. And, like, the whole, like, just scenario around the situation is just
1: incredible (laughs) you can't love her because she's not a great person no she's fairly shitty yes but again she's just so fascinating that you can't help but be like i hate that i enjoy the moments where you are on my screen this is true so, she is fascinating. You want to see what she's doing, but you're also like, oh, my God. Why are you the way that you are? Yes. So then exactly. I guess we could lead with Lady Featherington, but, you know, she's trying to now put Marina back on the market. And yeah. she's trying to set her up with people old enough to be her grandfather. Yep. And I love when,
0: like, seeing Penelope being so nice to Marina. I was yeah. really enjoying, like, in this episode, especially the first time. I was really enjoying like yeah. the friendship that they mm-hmm. ended up making, um, and then you notice when uh, th- that scene when she's like, "What are you doing, Kuboring, with the expectant?" and then Penelope is in the doorway, in the shadows, listening to their conversation. So it's like, oh, look at that! It's a little Easter egg there. Well, or a breadcrumb.
1: Penelope's little little moments are so great when you know yeah. what you're looking for, and. Especially with Marina. Because, again, same as you. When I was first watching, I was like, oh my god, this is so sweet. I love this friendship. I love this development. She's being so kind to her. We love Penelope. But you know there's going to be a lot of drama. and Which we do know. So, yeah, we'll get into that later. But mm-hmm. it's... There's also that scene that's just really gross when she takes her to the other side of town. Yes. Don't love that. No. And it's,
0: you know, it's funny too, because I feel like that scene really reminds you that we're watching a story about the 1% of that time. You know? And it's like, luckily we do not live in a society like that anymore, where even if you are not part of the 1%, we live in very comfortable times. But it's Mm -hmm. like, it's really... It was eye-opening in a way where it's like, whoa, this is this is what, like, real life was. Because mm-hmm. real life was not what the Bridgertons and the Featheringtons are dealing yeah. with. Um, so it was interesting, but it's like, it was. It was gross because she's, like, you know. And I like that Marina, like, stood up for them, like, hardworking people and all that. So I, I definitely appreciate that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we, we definitely are watching about the 1%. And, again, though come on, like, there are plenty of, she had plenty of suitors in the first episode. We, we couldn't yeah. have given her one of them? The poet? Yeah. He was down on his knees. Yep. With the love poem, you had to go and try to hook her up with, like, uh, somebody so who
0: insulted gross. her teeth.
1: Ugh. He was worse than Burbrook. He was, because he's such a man. Like, I was just just a entitled old white man yes just ugh. Yes. do not be this way but no. but you know last week we learned that she is in love with george yes mm-hmm. and this week she finally got a letter but it wasn't actually from him but she doesn't know that and so that's really interesting that they, they did that um
0: I got so pissed off when I first saw this. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. It doesn't
1: surprise me because they just want her out of the house. Yeah. Lady Featherington never wanted this. All she cares about is her daughters, Mm -hmm. two of her daughters. And it doesn't shock me, sadly. But, you know, she, her heart breaks and we'll get into what that uh, results in next week with. Yeah. Colin, um, but I give Penelope all the awards for being the angel that she is. Absolutely. that's who Penelope is. Penelope's going to want to help people, and she's going to want to make things better. Yeah. Even when she can't and has no power to do so.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. She wants to protect the people she cares about.
1: Yeah. And so, where does that lead us?
0: That leads us to... Where does
1: that lead us? I, it could lead us
0: to a lot it of places. Could, it could uh. lead us to a lot of things. There's a lot of things here
1: we can uh, talk
0: about. Well, we could go. We could go to Somerset House. Yes, let's go to Somerset House. Or do we want to? Or rather, let's
1: let's go back to ABC. Okay, let's do ABC and, and go back in alphabetical order because I feel okay. like that makes our, our lives library. and everybody else's lives much yeah. easier. I
0: like. The uh the scene in the Bridgerton drawing room that is first.
1: Oh the yeah, episode. the one with the family.
0: Yeah, that whole family yes. scene, and it's like we have Anthony act actually acting as he should have been the whole yeah. time, like say, telling her, telling Daphne about who's interested in her and not mm-hmm. being overbearing. Yeah, and I'm like, good job. Look at this development, just a plus effort. Yes, and then I love the little moment too of Gregory. stealing stealing, like food from Anthony's table and he like goes to like playfully swat him like it was such a cute moment and you just get to see them being the family that we all want to watch.
1: Right and then I wrote about all of that too Uh, Gregory stealing the food and then Daphne making Benedict move from hogging the entire couch and he's just completely slouched down and he just does it with like as if she just asked him to do the hardest thing ever to move a little yeah. Which is what I love because this is what family is. It's just ridiculous moments like this. Uh, and then there's Violet and yes. what she says about the fact that you must marry the person who feels like your dearest friend. And that's, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what these relationships all come down to at the end of the day. All of them are friends before they're anything else. And my heart grew three sizes.
0: I love that quote so much. Because
1: it's it's true. Like, you want to have
0: that base. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it hurts too. Because you can tell, like, Daphne does think of Simon as her best Mm -hmm. friend. But she knows it's all fake.
1: So, yep. To more of that. But also, I guess it's a good thing. Because if he was her suitor, she would not be able to ask the awkward questions that she did. This is true. These poor women, again, back to the fact that they know nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. They are kept in the dark they with really a bag are. over their head. And it, it'll come back in later episodes when we discuss what all that means. But it's just huge further proof of how little they really know about their own bodies, too. Yeah. What their bodies are capable of, you know, because mm-hmm. we in last week, Eloise was terrified of childbirth. Yeah rightfully so because especially at that time there were so many women that did die in childbirth yeah but there's just still so much that bodies are capable of and they have no clue Mm -hmm. they're just completely in the dark they know that things happen but what are said things we don't know and that's where we have a simon who (laughs) provides details yes things that happen at night um which we don't have to get into, do you, girl? Uh, exactly. I mean, she starts off dreaming of him, so it makes yeah. perfect sense. And that dream is a really beautiful dream. I've it never is. had dreams that beautiful. No, I haven't. Tragic. It. it was a beautifully done scene. It yeah, was perfect. like where, wherever they're at, it kind of just looks like a replica of Vauxhall. Yeah. Flowers everywhere were stunning. Mm-hmm. Is it any wonder she's waking up? Not bothered? <laughs> Um, which then we could go back to the family and we have two idiots who don't know how to make milk, steam, milk. I, not even make milk
0: again. So privileged that they're staring at a stove and don't know how to use it. But I love that they put that in there to sh- yeah. show the disconnect. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a sweet scene between it was.
1: It really Anthony and was.
0: Daphne. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, and it was just it was nice to actually see them have a conversation, even Mm. though Anthony starts off by saying that these things are not suitable for your ears. Dude, shut up. Just talk. (laughs) But then he does. He does. And then he eventually does. And he's like, and he realizes, you know, that's not exactly what she's asking about. Like he, she wants, you know, um, like he can actually get into the more emotional bits of Simon because he can't get into any emotional bits of himself. No. Um, But we do see him being, like, introspective a little bit as well, Mm -hmm. Um, which still confuses me, but it's fine. Um, But we'll get into that. It confuses Anthony, too.
1: It does confuse him, too. But we'll get into that in a little bit. There are many things that confuse him.
0: (laughs) Yes, there are. Um, But I do, I really love that scene, and I'm glad. That was one of the scenes from the book that I was like, oh, my God, please let this be in here, because it was so nice to, like, see them having that bonding moment.
1: For sure. And to... uh, it it sets up anthony and simon really well too because they are the, so they're they're the same person in a lot of ways but the background they come from is so crucial to their development simon grew up in a loveless environment as much as he had lady danbury at the end of the day he did not have parents to look up to he did not have this great love story to look up to that is constantly being something that the Bridgertons remind each other of, that their parents' love story was amazing.
0: Yeah, and they always
1: have each other. Simon didn't have yeah, anyone. he doesn't have anyone. And so, yeah. you know, when you don't, you set up, as Lady Danbury says, you make yourself frightening and you, you set up your life to be something that's not going to disappoint you. So you swear off love, you swear off all these things, and it makes perfect sense that, he is the way that he is. And I love that moment for Anthony to also realize, like, shit, my friend had a really horrible life. Yeah. Because um, then they do have that moment back at White's again. Mm-hmm. Where they're just, it's it's a more chill conversation in yeah. the boxing ring. And they're not trying to beat each other, but they're just... They're, you see them being canceled. friends again.
0: Yeah. And- I love that too seeing wanting to see them be friends again cuz like mm-hmm. we don't get too much of them being friends before all hell breaks loose with Simon and mm-hmm. Daphne so then it's it's nice to see this and get a glimpse of everything um and I also love when Simon's telling Daphne about the time Anthony brought a farm yeah. animal into their dormitory
1: when they were in Oxford. Like that is something this, Anthony Bridgerton would do.
0: He is, in your words, incredibly chaotic. He, you know, like he tries to act all cool, yeah. comic collected, but he's an idiot. He does stupid things, and that's why we love him.
1: Anthony Bridgerton has no chill. Literally, no. if anyone thinks that this man has chill, I'm
0: sorry, but what? <laughs> he is always up to like, like, well, not always. But I feel like there's just so many shenanigans with him. And it's just yeah. it's just what it makes him very interesting too. Cause like he like we said, he has that one aspect of the Viscount seat mm-hmm. down. Um, the other aspect, he's still trying to figure out family dynamics. And yeah. then there's also him just being like a you know, a someone man with needs. A man with needs. And then there's also him just being a dork. You yeah. know? So I, I love that they threw that in there
1: as well. So, oh, I literally wrote in this one scene that I guess it's the scene where this is totally random. It just caught my eye where lady Featherington takes uh, Marina to the other side of town Yeah. and her cloak, I wrote, she looks like Winifred Sanderson. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, Support. But there's also that moment at, again, we're, We're back at White's. And so. And then Sienna comes in. I actually. Again I really. I like this scene. Because it shows us how tense he gets. Every time he sees her. Which really contrasts. The way that Whistledown. Writes about Anthony and Kate. In the future. Where it's like. When he spots her. He just turns into this peach I don't know who's all dandy and all up in his
0: wife's face but even like and in the beginning of their love story too he he just like he wants to go yeah. be near her to bother her or whatever exactly. talk about like Edwina he, he finds fun. reasons to like go to her so it, it is interesting because it's like there he's tense he's keeping himself away mm-hmm. and um yeah that, that scene was is very telling of how uptight he is mm-hmm. about her Um, and then if we go into the scene of like when he goes to see her at the opera he's like you know he says I cannot think of anything else like Sienna come back to me but he's like he's clinging and one of my theories is like in regards to all this is like is she his idea of the perfect partner for him the one that he'll never love deeply but he has an attraction for and, but there's still that barrier between them, you know? Maybe. So it wouldn't let him, like, fully love, like, the that love that he's afraid of? I don't know. Because, I don't know, it is it is very confusing because we I feel like we don't see all the attraction. Or is it just lust?
1: I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think there's this idea that Anthony believes he's not going to have love like his parents. That's just something that he has accepted. That... And- yeah, he he's we know he he's convinced he's dying early. Nobody else knows this.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this is the perfect episode that shows us that. But I think there's a bit of an obsession there with her. There's definitely lust. There's definitely attraction. And there's that idea of having not having the thing you want makes you want it even more. Yes. You know, that's that's just human nature there's there's literally the moment back in the Viscount Who Loved Me where it's like where I've always wanted to know what went through his mind before the beat came but like when Kate officially gives his approval Mm -hmm. uh, her approval for you know his marriage to Edwina yeah what what is that like what does that do to him it's like mm, he can have Edwina but he really wants Kate.
0: Yeah. But then he even, like, acknowledges then, too, that there's a yeah. spark there. And he's like... A damned spark. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, yes, I'm going to have Edwina. But then the bee comes
1: and he yeah. freaks out. So... Because he's super chill. Yes. Sorry, but sorry. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, so he can't have her. And I think that's also something that makes it that much more enticing for him. And to, to want her. So... Yeah. And again, like,
0: I think we said, oh, yeah, it it does make complete sense. And like we were saying earlier, too, in one of the other podcasts, like, how he wants to kind of escape his role as the Viscount Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then again, we see that more in the next episode.
1: Yeah. But he's just, he thinks he's doing the right thing. And sweet summer child, it's going to be okay. But this is actually the one episode where I liked Sienna a lot. I cared about her. I wanted to know more about her when she was having that conversation with Madame Delacroix about, you know, this is what we have to do. Like, this is how the, we can't sit here reading books and practicing piano forte and all that. Like they have to make a living for themselves. Yeah. And they have to put themselves out there. They have no other option. And they and, don't
0: have a family to protect them.
1: No. No. And even if they did, which we could discuss later, but it's like, do they really want that? No, they, they, mm-hmm. are, they aren't the type of women that want traditional marriages. Neither of them are going to be prim, proper wives. Yeah. It's, it's not their jam. And this is just, it, it takes us back to kind of Eloise and Daphne and how different they are as well in what they want. And how Mm -hmm. women are so different in their desires. And that all of them really are okay. And that's just a huge part of what feminism is. Is respecting a woman's choice. Whether that choice is to consistently find suitors to protect you. Because you have no other option. To fake an accent and be a dressmaker. Because your English accent is not going to get you far. yep, Or to marry and have children and be a mother. Like All of them are valid. Yes, I love that they have that, this yeah. conversation in there. 100%. So I really appreciated that. And I was just like, yes, give me more of this Sienna because I care about her. In mm-hmm. this, moment. I want to care about her. When I would have liked to care about her had she asked about Anthony's feelings every now and then. But it's fine. Yeah. She's not on the that. one who's meant to do that. That's Kate Sheffield's role. Yep. Uh, but moving forward uh, and talking about people who want different things, we finally get a little bit more on Benedict and Eloise and what they want. And this is yeah. one of my favorite scenes. It's,
0: I have a quote written that I love.
1: Is it Eloise calling him
0: out? Um. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. along those lines, yeah.
1: Read the quote because perfection.
0: Yeah, you are able to do whatever you want, so do it. Be bold. I... Love mm-hmm. that quote so much.
1: Like the reminder that you are a man. Lady Whistledown has no choice mm-hmm. but to cover her identity. It's not because she's scared of what she's saying. It's because she's a woman and he's just sitting there like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I love that so much because I think one of the biggest issues with Benedict is his inability to grasp his own privilege. Yes.
0: Yes. And, and I think I feel like they're showing this more in the show that
1: he is yeah. dealing
0: with his privilege.
1: Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for his story and Eloise to just keep meddling in his story because yes. keep calling him out when he's being a little shit. Yes, please. And not understanding The thing with all of the Bridgertons is that they all have good intentions. Like none yes. of them are malicious. None of them are evil. They, they all really are gentlemen. They've been raised to be. They respect women but not always the boy needs to bite his tongue sometimes. Yes. (laughs) And we get a really great scene where we see why he needs to bite his tongue, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, insulting Henry's artwork when he's right there, (laughs) even though he didn't know that, but still it's just, it's a big showcase of how big he talks sometimes when you should zip it. (laughs) I say this with love.
0: Um, that was so funny, just, like, his his
1: reaction, too. And it's so Lady Danbury. Like, bless that, that woman for just setting things in motion and just causing drama because. Yes. <laughs> and then, just back again to, uh, I love what he said to Eloise, though, about if you were whistled down, like, you would have my support either way. It's just, I, I love that. Like, that shows just how supportive he really is of his family members. Yes. And- it was a great moment between the two. Bless her for calling it. But is that it with the family? I feel like that's it. Yeah, I we feel like they... Were... Then, we then get Eloise uh, dissing Daphne about the piano yes. uh, number she's trying to compose. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I...
1: I'm serious. It was a very interesting moment, though. I love that she's like, at least give it a name. Like, give it... Make it significant somehow. Mm-hmm. And then she finally does.
0: I like that moment too. Because they're just having like. Uh, just a conversation. And mm-hmm. again showing the different wants. Of each of these women. And validating them again. You know. And like just doing a little. Like just showing. And like the. Um, the thought process. Behind each one kind of. But yeah I really love that scene. Um, and it's just like, it's
1: funny. It's cute. And that's how sisters are. Like, aren't they, isn't your family the, the, aren't they the people that annoy you the most? Like you'll be randomly sitting there and someone will start chewing and you'll want to murder them. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> even that big of a deal, but you're just like, please stop. I will kill you. <laughs> so I thought that was just, I, again, these little family moments are my everything. Uh, yeah we have one more family moment and then we could get into all that happens at Somerset. Yes. But, um, Lady Danbury taking Anthony away. So, um, yeah, Daphne could dance. And so Violet's like trying to get Benedict so she can introduce him to some women. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then poor Colin is just stuck.
0: That was so funny. Benedict's
1: reaction dead. <laughs> I just, I love it. Or when Anthony was like, if I wanted to know about debutantes, I would read Down." Like, mm-hmm. I, you will want to know. You will. You will. Sweet summer child. But Somerset House. And the hands. The hands. <sighs>
0: I love this scene. It's, I mean, it's quintessential, like, mm-hmm. period romance with the mm-hmm. hands. I mean... It's great. They were gloveless, too. And they were gloveless. And then as they were leaving, you saw Daphne putting her glove back on, which I thought was funny. Um, But yeah, and they're like, I like how they're looking at uh, a romantic landscape painting. Mm -hmm. And just, I like how we get to see Daphne, like, breaking it down. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, her talking about it and what it means, like, what it could mean to her. Yeah. And it's like, it was one of his mother's favorites. Like, I thought that was just such a great scene.
1: It is. And as she describes, the painting is intimate. So it makes the moment intimate. And it it, to just kind of counter other couples that we're seeing, there's that intimacy and that comfort that comes from being with the person you are meant to be. There's, there's a calm, there's a quiet moment of reflection. And I think that that's what this moment was so perfect for, because it showed you if you had no clue, these two were going to be endgame It's another moment that tells you whatever they are to find in each other, they will not be able to find it in somebody else. And yeah. so it's such a beautiful display of that and to have it be. And to have it be in a secluded room where they're looking at a piece of art that was his mother's favorite the only person that he didn't know but we know loved him it's just mm-hmm. it all sets up the scene so beautifully and be still my heart i yeah and there's
0: like a vulnerability in that mm-hmm. they said Absolutely. that mothers and then like exactly. she's opening up like
1: it was He's it was great it all, that quiet countryside waking up to somebody that he is comforted by all of that just my heart and then yeah. a had to swoon and ruin the moment.
0: So yeah. ridiculous!
1: The level of cringe. I oh. just, ma'am, there's so, so ridiculous.
0: Um. <laughs> anyway, but um, you know what? I another moment I really loved a bit earlier with Simon and Daphne, and this goes back to like uh Violet saying. Um, And it goes back to when Violet was saying, like, oh, uh, you know, choose your best friend. Mm -hmm. We get to really see this episode, Simon and Daphne being friends. Yes. Like, from the very first scene, they're, like, joking around about him being, like, a soldier for her or or general or whatever. And that's a running joke throughout the whole episode. And one of my favorite scenes with them is when they're at that ball. And Prince Frederick comes, and they're, like, saying what he's saying or, like, whatever, and, like, just laughing. And then it's, yeah. like, that whole, and then her, he calls her snort. Snort. Yeah. <laughs> and then his reaction, like, it's just so pure and so it, funny. It and it you is. just feel them and their, like, their, their friendship, their connection their friendship, they have. Yeah. I just I love that moment so much
1: because this face is so precious like how does somebody make a noise like that and it's just it's perfect yeah and it it's like, really such a good moment and it's so organic in fake dating and how this stuff happens is yes you start to look at other people and you're not really looking into yourself until you finally do and then feelings
0: yeah it was just so sweet and so funny um, and then what else happened with them this episode? Well, wait. We, um, where are we? All right, so we have, like, the whole scene at the park and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're seeing how much that they do care for each other. And then Lady Danbury has that talk with Simon. hmm And so he, you know, ends their agreement.
1: hmm But also and- because tension... Yes. He's he's falling. He is falling. He's and you falling. can see. He's falling hard. Like everything he says to her hurts. And you can just see it's hurting him too. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of the stutter last week. And this week it's just his facial expressions keep showing us that this is turning into something real for him. And he does not want to accept that. He does not want to look into his own thoughts. He'd rather mm-hmm. make fun of somebody else's thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when he finally does, it's like nope, I'm done. I'm done. So yeah. it it's, hurts. It does hurt. And then, and then Lady Danbury rightfully calls him out and says you're being foolish. Yep. Because yeah. she knows it's a love match. Oh, she does. Both of that both her and Violet. They do. And the way that they keep just showing them together, like smiling at them, is everything.
0: It is. It's so great. Um, and then I like how too at that like final ball. When she dances with Frederick, he's mm-hmm. jealous.
1: Yeah. And then
0: earlier in the episode, he was fake jealous. Fake jealous. So, And then, oh my god, though, when Frederick walks by them, and Lady Danbury just gives him this side eye. When he <laughs> goes to meet up with Daphne, like, her expression is yeah. gold.
1: Just frame every expression that woman has. Please and thank you. Yes. So good. Um. So yeah, it's friendship. It's... This is what a marriage should look like. Two people who are comfortable together. Yeah. And not just comfortable, but at a place of comfort that's intangible to anyone else but then. And that's
0: what they've reached. And the people that they feel safe being vulnerable with.
1: Yep. Which there's there's always drama to get to that place, but but we'll get there. And we Mm -hmm. do. We'll enjoy the
0: ride. Next episode. Oh, my goodness. The next episode is very dramatic. Jesus Lord.
1: (laughs) Um, But, you know, although the score, again, we could talk about how pretty this was in every scene.
0: Yes. I especially love that song, actually, when Daphne and Frederick are dancing. Mm -hmm. There's, like, something mysterious about Mm -hmm. it. And like, I don't know, I just really I just love that score. Just a A plus all oh, the for the
1: music. A plus.
0: Yeah. It's true. Um what else? We have one thing we did not talk about that we were what? talking about last night. Anthony and Violet.
1: Oh. Their shit. final scene. How did how was Okay, let's go. <laughs> Do you want to
0: take off with this one?
1: Uh, I have a lot of feelings. Um, Let's go. we got a lot of feelings no. here. I know there's there's a whole debate on the internet about whether or not Violet knew what she was saying. And I absolutely don't. Like, she, she yeah. has no idea what she's saying. She's just asking him for the time. But that's how triggering that word is for him. That his entire face is just like, what? What, what did you say? And... I wish that we could somehow get his face and stick it into this podcast for you guys to see the second you hear it. But it's just, that was one of the moments where I just, I am floored by what Jonathan Bailey did.
0: Yeah, it literally, like, she asks, what time do you have? Mm -hmm. And he literally looks like someone insulted him or something or told
1: him that someone died. Or the like, time is coming; it's now, like, yeah. because that's what his entire issue is, and that's part of the reason why his his desire to escape makes sense as well. Mm-hmm. Because perhaps if he does escape, time won't matter anymore. Yeah. Perhaps if he's no longer the viscount, his time won't be of the essence. Yeah, like, and then
0: like also in a way, like if he wasn't the viscount, then. He, you know, he doesn't have to worry about like the last What now. happened? His father. Yeah. You know, like distancing himself from the the family in that way, also mm-hmm. distancing himself from what he thinks is his is
1: going to be his demise, or you know, yeah. the fact that his he's own grief, die. his own heartaches. He's he is in tune with them, but at the same time, he is completely out of tune with them because when he is, that's what happens. We get moments like this where he's just completely taken aback and i feel like reliving something that tears him up inside
0: yeah so
1: and i think too
0: with violet's question where it's like it was it was benign it wasn't meant to be anything no and the way that it triggers him um but then it's like it's just another way to show oh my god i had another i had something else i was gonna say and it's gone
1: Right. Uh, but that's the worst but uh, another thing with Violet though is that at the end of the day though she does know how t- precious time is as well yes her whole family does no one expected and that's what makes this this fear of his so not I, I, I don't even know what the right word is at the moment but it's like the reason that time is so precious for this family is because of how sudden his yeah. father died and because of a be like you expect somebody to die when they're ill you expect it and perhaps an accident you expect it in all sorts of ways but a bee yeah you it's really don't that's not something that people think of and at 38 which is yeah. so young so time about, is precious to the whole family ultimately but to yeah. anthony there's a whole other layer there that nobody knows about, which is that he believes time for him is limited as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is interesting, too, because it's like, you know, no one talked about, like, allergies and, like, no, all this exactly. stuff when they, back then. Like, I think people definitely knew they were aware of certain allergies, but I think mm-hmm. bees, That I don't know. Like, you know, it is, it's kind of, like, ridiculous now. It's like, oh, my God, a bee, of course. Like, yeah. but back then, it's like a bee, a B killed someone it's
1: like and when you think about it a bee took the viscount like he's yeah. title matters here yeah the way his father carried himself was a fatherly figure should be so you don't expect that especially as a man i feel like you don't expect your father to fall that way in the way that i feel like women look at their mother and do not expect that of their mothers mm-hmm. with men it's like their hero has fallen yeah and so it makes sense for him to be so broken by this. Yeah. And, and we could yeah. get into
0: all that. We could have a whole podcast series about Anthony. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but and it's like,
0: but you're right. Like, it's like he inherited everything from his father. So then it's almost mm-hmm. like I'm inheriting a shorter life, too. It's, yeah. I you know, it, 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 it makes sense. It. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you, you have anxiety like that. And it's like,
1: it, it does. It makes sense. Yeah. And so I kind of I I would like to know what people thought of that scene, not knowing what we know, because he does have such a reaction that you're just like, you know, if I if I had no idea, like my dude, he just she just asked you what time it was chill. Like, why are you on edge like this? Yeah. You know, that tells you that there's something there.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, too, if I was first watching it, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I don't know if it would, like, fully click, but it is just, yeah. like, a little clue where it's, like, you know, be like, did he really have that much of a reaction? Because I didn't even notice until, like, really, I think. I the noticed second...
1: it, but maybe because. Yeah,
0: yeah like, I, I noticed it, like, this time around. Like, I, I noticed he had a reaction, but I didn't realize how strong it was until yeah. this last time I watched it. And I was like, like, that was that was intense.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just makes it seem like it's. Such a strange question to ask, when it's so perfectly normal. What time is it? Yeah, yeah. So, but this poor man. time is of the essence. Uh, Where is Kate? In Somerset. <laughs> um. Yeah, she needs to come collect him. Yes, so she does. That he does not <laughs> escape. Which again, we get. And I really can't wait till we get into next week's really dramatic.
0: Yes, that is, that's an intense one next week.
1: Bring it. Bring it. I can't wait. Yes. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Tell us all your thoughts about the art of soon on the Twitter. Everything will be linked in the description. And yeah. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.